0: Welcome to the very first podcast from We Have A Voice. I'm very lucky today to be speaking to one of my social work lecturers, Jennifer Bigmore. Would you like to let everyone know a bit about yourself?
1: I'm Jenny Bigmore. I'm a senior lecturer in the social work uh, team at Bournemouth University and a registered social worker and my background in social work is working uh, with children and families and my real passion and interest is working with looked after children.
0: Thank you. I've been looking at the educational outcomes of looked after children uh, and just some statistics that i found. It was child, looked after children... Um, compared to students living at home so Mm. people living at home passing getting a grade five or above in English or maths so people living at home that's a 51.9 percent chance of getting a grade five or above compared to looked after children that have been in in care for um, over 12 months is 12.6 percent which is actually only a percent one percent above children under child protection
1: hmm.
0: um is that what you've seen does that that's, surprise you yeah. or no
1: no no, no it, it doesn't surprise me it annoys me yeah <laughs> it makes yeah. me cross it, it on a number of levels but so you can't compare no. a, a child in the care system with a child that's lived in a stable home yeah. Um, you know, so so with the, the the focus is specifically around the achievement of GCSEs. Yeah. Um, you know, and most young people in the care system have have had a lifetime of disrupted, poor parenting. Their school attendance may have been virtually non-existent. They've not had safe, secure, stable home environment. You know which would encourage their academic achievement you know they come from often from very disadvantaged backgrounds um and I know from my experience of working with children not even the children in care but children where they might be living with a level of domestic abuse or um, substance misuse or something like that that when they are at school yeah. um uh, their, their mind certainly isn't on their schoolwork because they're wondering what they're going to find when they get home isn't yeah. really okay you know and I say mum it's often you know because we generally are working with mothers um you know and children that don't know whether you know either parent will be conscious when they get home you know will will, will they be you know out for the count on on some sort of substance will mum or or dad have been hospitalized or suffering from injuries so so they're not going to be focusing in the yeah. classroom on on their lessons and when they're at home you know it, it's not a, a stable secure environment for them they might be living in a very disadvantaged situation anyway they may have yeah. nowhere to study they may have parents that don't get them up in the morning to get to school so to compare children yeah. from traumatised backgrounds with children that that, you know haven't experienced that isn't a fair comparison anyway Uh, my, my experience as a social worker has been where you you might have had a young person that's come into care they've been a school refuser they haven't been to school for a very long time and you work with them the foster carer might be working with you and you finally get them into school but the one thing they've refused to do is wear their school shoes and they've got trainers on and the yeah. school says right no you're breaking the school uniform rules you have to go home and that right. is you know so, so we're not kind of coming from the same position often with other professionals as well yeah
0: i think that's a big thing that i've found yeah. is that even the communication between different people involved in their lives is i mean i've struggled to even get in contact with a social worker even in an emergency or getting any feedback from different from people i think that's a massive Mm. a massive thing as a communication
1: absolutely so so in terms of um, a young person let, let's focus on them in school yeah um, as you know I, I will always say that a child's behavior is their voice they're trying to tell you something yeah and if they're kicking off in school you know and being difficult and disruptive they are not a bad child they're trying to tell you that something isn't right in their life but yeah. what often happens in school is that the focus become is on the behavior yeah and the child is kind of blamed for the behavior and it's and, and the focus is on managing the behavior Behaviour um. rather than looking at the causes of that behaviour. Yeah. Um, it's a very superficial approach to something, you know, that's deeply troubling <clears throat> for a child. So that that and, and then a child gets labelled and that label yeah. go, is carried with them. Yeah. Because I think
0: in- I found in the high school, looked after children, a big thing was the lack of support for what's happened in their lives. Yeah. Um, so obviously coming into care We've, I've spoken to one girl who said she's not had that support she said she sort of looked okay when she came into care she didn't show them that there was anything wrong and there was nothing put in and looking at like cams I've sort of looked at that and the amount of rejected referrals due to being unstable. Um, and yes. I just think mm. I just don't understand mm. why they don't get support, mm. whether they look happy, they don't look bothered. Yeah. Mm. I think that lack of input for the awesome. trauma they've been yeah. through yeah. is such a big thing. Uh,
1: absolutely. And and often, so we're talking about a child's behaviour being their their way of communicating with you. So yeah. some children's response to trauma is to kick off and be disruptive, yeah. etc. Other children It's to to keep very quiet, go under the radar, they don't want any more drama and they will present as a really compliant, maybe slightly withdrawn child who's not causing any problems and therefore nothing is no support is put in yeah. place for them um, and what support
0: have you found there is for them or do you think that's something that is lacking that
1: support while um, in I think the, it's in... lacking um, yeah. my, my experience of working with schools is that schools are, very, are often well-meaning
0: yeah
1: they will have a dedicated teacher that deals with child protection looked after children and, and, they're, and they're not they're really good people but they do not have the training
0: no. to
1: understand the impact of trauma on a child the teachers don't either you know their their, their training is around educating a child mm. um, and of course the social workers our training is around understanding the impact of trauma and how that is expressed through a child's behavior mm. so there is a lack of understanding there's not a lack of goodwill often yeah. And actually, one of one of the things that I've noticed certainly in in my career is how well well-meaning schools, good people, will make excuses for poor educational outcomes for a child because of their background. And the number of young people that have come into care when you know, and I've been their social worker, who have subsequently had a psychological assessment, and that actually they have a significant additional learning need that's not picked up, you know, because they the poor. School- Outcomes in school are put down to their home environment, and it's not until you know I, I can remember working with twins, and you know they they were well supported by their school, not not at home. They came into care, and actually they were about thirteen at the time. And um, when they were assessed, their kind of cognitive functioning was around six years old, but yeah. the schools had never really focused on that or identified it because they just thought it was all down to the home environment. there's so yeah, such
0: they're... a high. Uh, I don't know if I've written it down, but such a high percentage of looked after children have the SEN needs don't they absolutely absolutely I think I think the high
1: a high percentage of that is emotional understanding for a child that is experiencing living in what we call an environment of toxic stress
0: Yeah.
1: Right from birth or pre-birth. It actually affects the way the neurons develop in their brain. So they're already even pre-birth at a disadvantage. Yeah. um, Cognitively um, and emotionally, socially, etc so um, Mm. one of the things that I've noticed over my career is how research develops and informs our understanding of of children and and, and adults we talk about working now in a trauma-informed way yeah um, and that's about acknowledging the impact that trauma early trauma has had on somebody um you know throughout their life course so you know children so, so that that link with special educational needs you know is is directly connected with the trauma that they've experienced it's not just upsetting it actually you know has a physical impact on how the brain develops and how we look at things like attachment theory and if, if you know a child's got a disordered attachment to a parent you know that that affects them socially yeah it certainly affects them when they go into care and lots yeah. of young people they go into care and the first thing they do is try to sabotage the placement because they've been rejected by their parents. And they think and they probably had like you were talking about someone that had multiple placements, mm. you know, so they've suffered this rejection after rejection after rejection and therefore their their, their brain is set to say okay you know I'm unworthy um, yeah. you know they we call it their internal working model is you know it, you know is that that you know I'm not worthy of love I'm bad the world is bad and that and so that's how they respond to things
0: yeah we um, had a, a child at the school exactly like that so yeah. as soon as something starts going a little bit wrong mm. she like completely breaks it down herself. Yeah. So even though she would be had been in a really good foster home for a really long time, mm. her behaviors at school, they like over it's always it's certain things that happen, like times of year, her behavior changes. And yeah. then, or if she goes to respite and then her behavior declined, yeah. and then that's it. She was like, I don't want to go back there because she thinks Mm. it was going to break down so then she went to a different placement and then her behavior in school then completely Mm. declined Mm. you just think what's going to happen is every time she gets close to someone for the rest of it until she realizes that you can work on it because she can't think maybe I could work on it to her it's like no no, I'm done because I don't want that rejection again
1: and I think that's where you need skillful social workers and skillful foster carers and I I I don't think foster carers are adequately trained that you know they are you know I don't I don't think they're they're, they're treated as colleagues with by social workers no. you know I think you know they they are colleagues and and as such they you know although they're providing a home and all those things that a child needs they need the knowledge and they need to have that knowledge to understand that um you know this really difficult challenging behavior is nothing personal to them you know yeah. but it, it's a trauma response and um yeah. you know and
0: your- a lot of foster carers experience it was such a high percentage experience secondary trauma stress or yes, I probably, do. yeah and and yeah. I just I spoke to I've spoken to my friend and she yeah. had a, a challenging foster um, foster child yeah and there was no s- no support and i said to her like in your training i Mm. said i know you learned about attachment styles Mm. i said how were you taught to deal with those behaviors and she said i was never taught i've never been taught what to do i said but can you if they behave badly i said do you know what you're allowed to do? Mm. As in, can if it was your child, you could go, I'm taking your phone away, I'm doing this, I'm mm. doing that. Mm. And she mm. said, No, I can't do any of it. She said, I've never been taught. No. And I thought, that's a lot. Like it's mm. it's. it's huge. And to it's be huge. in that situation, mm. she lives there. A lot by herself with the and if they're older and they're they're challenging behaviors mm. or even aggressive behaviors
1: mm.
0: it's really hard if you've not been taught how to
1: Absolutely. deal with them. Absolutely. You know, I mean there 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 is um you know there are there are lots of ways of managing that type of behavior and, and we talk about therapeutic parenting and you know but that's it, it's a real skill it you know there's yeah. a, a, a a wide knowledge base that you need and so foster carers are set up to fail with these yeah. children unless they are properly trained yeah um, and that but, just
0: that just increases the move the amount these um, children are yeah. moving being round which then affects their yeah. education yeah. because yeah. I know people that are traveling an hour and a half at the moment to school on taxis yeah. Yeah. and how are they supposed to concentrate if they've been got a 3 hour a day journey
1: absolutely and and that has other connotations for them as well because all the other kids know they're kids in care because they turn up in taxis yeah. so yeah. they're labeled and this is one of one of the things that happens in schools is that sometimes young people that are in care um, and perhaps tr- i mean obviously you have to be mindful that they're in care but nevertheless they still need boundaries yeah you know, so don't you, you you can't just ignore behavior um you know because they need those firm boundaries to make them feel yeah. safe anyway so it it's really and complex I um, think
0: I looked and a high percentage more would be have high they have a higher rate of suspension suspensions in school but for me if I look at the students I've worked with if you were to suspend them for the same reasons as mm. children not in care. Their percentage would be yeah. so yeah. much higher. Yeah. So there, yeah. there is that. that yes. yeah. Um. And yeah. I think uh, do you, have you
1: had much to do with, like ver- the virtual schools? Um. I haven't had a huge amount. Um. To do with it, but I know you know. I I I'm aware of it. Yeah. I'm not sure that the young people are that aware of it.
0: No. <laughs> No, um, I don't I don't it, like listening to it. Or mm, well, I think they have a big input in it, but it's more mm, it's more telling the schools what they need to tick the right boxes. Mm, mm, um but mm, yeah, they, that's that's yeah. how I see it and I think it's great there is more input and support Definitely. But, but for me i think they want mm. these children to stay in the same education setting which mm. in some cases is great um but also i think they we had one child that was staying they wanted to stay even though the school had put everything in place for years and it mm. this child didn't want to be at the school anymore but mm. the virtual schools because the best thing is for them to stay at the same school that was yeah. what they wanted But it was then for the school to find alternative provisions for the week Mm. because she couldn't be in the school because of her disruption. Mm. So Mm. She's then going from place to place to place to place, Mm. which Mm. is taking the school hours of their time dealing with just because Mm. they don't want her to go to a smaller or pupil referral unit. Mm. Um, And I think that's, again, the the what's right on a piece of paper and the school to do what's right for the
1: student and actually sometimes it is right for them to be somewhere else yeah
0: yeah it is and more
1: comfortable with it Um, yeah
0: and especially I find with children with attachment issues in a mm. high school I Mm. found one of my biggest things was they're doing a lot for the attention of other students so they want that reaction Mm. so Mm. for me Mm. I thought until you're somewhere that's smaller and you haven't got the mm. audience the audience yeah you mm. I think you just oh yeah, yeah, well, and I mean that was I... that was such a heated discussion between the school and the virtual schools they the virtual schools were just not listening to the school, yeah.
1: mm. and
0: we had i was in and there was the senko her like mentor and mm. the assistant head all saying that that was better and she's never gone there Mm, it's
1: yeah 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 Mm, yeah it's uh, yeah i i I guess that kind of reflects the virtual nature of it it's all very well to sit somewhere in front of a computer yeah. But actually, the, riv- the the lived experience of the people working with this young person, you know, is, is something completely different. And, and there should certainly be, you know, a, t- a, a two-way sort of a collaborative approach yeah. rather than opposing.
0: Yeah, I think that's it as well. actually is everything. There seems to be communication with social workers even I don't think I ever had a social worker come visit the child in the school or come really? and speak to the school to find mm. out how they were and I mm. mean I know a lot of children don't like social workers pulling them out of lessons or whatever because no. it draws. but mm. I think you've got to see them in all situations and I think nowadays it it's quite it's really quick just to mm. send yeah. an email yeah.
1: absolutely and and um, if, if if I can arrange for you to t- talk to the to the young woman that I'm you know that I yeah. worked with you know as a child and now 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 as an adult, she's she's really funny because you, she'll she'll talk to you and I know I know she will she'll say things like yeah when things went wrong I just rang Jenny and she came to the school she sorted the head teacher out well the reality was it wasn't quite like that me turning up having a go at the head teacher. But what she does remember is me being there, yeah, being there, and, and coming to things, always making sure that someone attended things like parents' evenings. Yeah. Now, good foster carers do it, but they don't all do it. No. And making sure, and I, and I, I, you know, I mean, this isn't so much about educational outcomes, but um, things like prom, you know, which is. It's. I mean, obviously, we didn't have prom in my day, but now it's a real rite of passage for for young people, and especially for girls. Yeah. Um. You know, making sure that there's a a, a clothing allowance that's going to buy them a prom dress, and that someone's there to do their hair and take photos and do all the things that parents do in in you know to to, you know. and, And I I remember that with some of my you know young people you know maybe going out with them shopping to buy prom dresses turning up on the night maybe lending them something you know a necklace or making sure their nails were done and all those sorts of things to make them feel a cared for yeah you no know, and and not not to stand out and be different you know um, and I
0: think and I think that does affect their education absolutely. in a way completely because yeah if you never feel the role of their parents as mm. foster children and is to make their are their, their parents they should be yeah. doing putting those things in place to yeah. make them feel
1: yeah, yeah. going to good place and yeah yeah, yeah. it shouldn't things.
0: be it shouldn't mm. be oh well we've got to do this put this in to try and get the money from here like Mm. it it shouldn't be questioned um I think I think it it makes them feel more included um and that's one thing I get a lot of feedback about is that I can never get hold of my social worker um, or mm. I had one the other day, they said they were coming around and they didn't. And and it's very much who is there. I know they've. if you're moving from placement to place yeah. and you've not got someone you trust, your social yeah. worker is your only Absolutely. person. And I think Absolutely. I just think who do they talk
1: to? Yeah. Yeah,
0: so, absolutely, and and no wonder they go to school and they feel the way they do and they don't yeah. can't concentrate because they've not got one solid
1: person mm. in their lives. No, I I I mean I think you've absolutely hit the nail on the head there, Jess, and this is something that I've learned from my unique experience of having young people that I was a social worker for back in my life as adults, and this is very unusual. Yeah. So you don't often get the benefit of hindsight. And and what I've learned and what I try to talk to the students about is how the moment you become someone's social worker or or any professional involved in a a young person's life, you become part of their narrative, their story. And you have a huge responsibility for that, um, you know, because you you might you know the case might close you or you might move on or whatever but you're always there as part of their experience of growing up yeah um and what I know with my you know my two girls that are back in my life is do you remember what when we did this Jenny do you remember when you said that I remember when you told me off about you yeah and. and and it's those everyday things it's not you turning up to give them a telling off because they're not behaving in placement it's the it's the human things yeah like you say when you've got a young person that's going from one placement to another yeah they've got to have someone that is that consistent person but local authorities don't always acknowledge that and I know that um you know there's constant churn, constant reorganisation of, of local authorities, social work departments, particularly children. And I know that one of the, 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 the ones local to us at one point, they decided to reorganise their service to children in care, whereby a young person would. So they did it in ages. So you, you'd hold a case from one to five and then it would go from five to 11 and then 11 to 16 or something like that. And and you would have to have a they would have to have a different social worker when they hit that age, and so yeah. you might be working with a family. So you might have three children, and the older one goes over the over the brink of the age range yeah. and has to have another social worker. Wow. Um, and I know they don't do that anymore but that's very recent that a local authority did that and that's completely ignoring the importance yeah. of consistency for a young person
0: and and for a child if a child has had a social worker for that long yeah. that's very rare
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and god why would you take that yeah, away yeah you
1: take it away it is very it is very rare unfortunately
0: and I find yeah. a lot the feedback I get from the foster carer is that she never hears from the social worker mm. so a lot of the time the children will get picked up in taxis to mm. be moved on and she would have a child for a week mm. and still weeks ago and still not had a phone call from the social worker to find out how yeah. Mm. She, and I said, and and I thought, but you could have found out anything, like how she's feeling or mm. what she's, and and there, there's yeah. nothing. No. and those foster carers, what well, it seems like, whatever they find out isn't valued. Whereas mm. I, think yes, actually, exactly. yes, yeah they,
1: they're not valued.
0: No, and from yeah. day one, and if you're with them for a week, say mm. you can find out a lot. Like my yeah. friend ha- had what she had one for a, a girl for a couple of days. Mm. and there was sort of a breakdown in the home mm. and it was just because the parents were putting too much restrictions on on mm. the child yeah. and she just wanted a bit more freedom yeah um mm. and and she passed that on and mm. the social worker seemed really surprised that she'd found anything out <laughs> and I thought <laughs> but she, what, do you think they just sit there and oh, yeah. well so,
1: it's it's just crazy there is, a, I mean, it, things have changed because when, when I was in practice, I d- it wasn't as bad as it is now.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, it, we thought it was at the time, but actually... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and we used to moan about not having enough time you know because but because one of the things a stranger I was talking to a a colleague about it this week Um, a couple of my looked after children I had one lad and he was very young he was the youngest child to go into a residential placement in the country and I think he was okay and he had to move from Dorset to the North Devon and I you know i I I was his social worker and at one point I was going every week to see him which was a very long journey yeah Um, but we had a really great great relationship and um, but what would happen when I get there is you know so i had been driving for three and a half hours and I get there and oh no he's being punished and his punishment is he's not allowed to see you today and it's like well hang on that's completely unacceptable yeah use not seeing his social worker as a punishment yeah um, so we kind of overcame that and and what I always try to do we 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 had a little routine we'd go into town he loved fish and chips we we go into a fish and chip restaurant have fish and chips and then he loved Harry Potter and i used to buy whenever there was a new Harry Potter book out i used to buy him that and i would read it and we'd have something to talk about oh that's um, true. you know and and a social worker has to be more to yeah. be effective you have to be more than just someone that's there to fill in a form yeah tell them off um you have to have a relationship with them
0: and I think a lot of it is time, isn't it? Now, it not means. having time, like it's I'm sure time. so many yeah. social
1: workers would love to have that time. It, it, but... a, and that's, and I think that's what the government are saying, yeah, you know, in their new strategy that you know they want excellent social workers for these children. It's not that the social workers aren't good enough; it's the fact that yeah. they don't have enough time to do what children really need, yeah.
0: and and, is, and the access cool. to resources for. Yeah. Even yeah. if I spent, say, we were to go spend so much time and we knew what the issue was or yeah. how they were feeling, yeah. if there's not a res- no resources or they're being rejected by TABS yeah. or wh- yeah. whoever, then yeah. where do you go from there to help them so their yeah. education improves, so they, they become more stable Absolutely. in yeah. It's just a big... I, mean, I
1: don't know. I certainly endorse it. They have specialist workers in cams to work specifically with looked after children.
0: Yeah.
1: Have you come across them? No,
0: no. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, well well there are, yeah, so so they only work with looked yeah. after children. So But do worth... they have
0: to be stable? Because a lot I'm a lot of feedback I'm oh, getting they from. So want
1: what... them in a stable placement. Yeah. Mm. Yeah.
0: Which is yeah. what I'm fi- yeah, finding
1: the hardest
0: bit because it's so hard sometimes to get them in that
1: place stable placement and you know i i think in terms of things like therapeutic parenting
0: yeah
1: a child you you can't put that into place unless the child is in a stable placement with mm. a dedicated foster carer who's committed to working with a traumatized child you yeah. know and I think there's this kind of you know because you see the adverts don't you we need for you know have you got space in your home and heart for a foster child and people yeah. might think yes I have but actually this is not a child that you are used to this is a traumatized yeah. child we- years ago you know the, the types of young you know children that came into care, um, and certainly children that were you know uh, available to be adopted were maybe the children of single parents that you know where, when we didn't have a welfare state that supported single parents. Yeah. So they weren't traumatised children. They were just from children from you know where circumstances meant they couldn't be brought up by their biological parents but mm. nowadays the children you know we have ha- such high thresholds for interventions with yeah. families the, the children that come into care are highly traumatized and they need to be treated in that way they need yeah. to be that needs to be understood um, and this is where those educational outcomes are yeah. ridiculous <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know because you 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 don't just put a child into a foster placement and then suddenly they become a grade a student it just doesn't yeah. work like that i think the other thing is moving beyond gcse's again yeah. i think you know but you know and, and from talking to many many children that have grown up in the care system they feel that the aspirations for them are not there it's not really part of the, the pathway plan to go yeah. to university
0: yeah the i spoke to um about, like, yesterday yeah. she said that someone hadn't wanted to do something and her manager had said well that won't happen and she mm. could believe that that was the thoughts yeah yeah
1: you know and, and my my experience you know so since I've been working at the university it, I've, I've been surprised at how many children have grown up in care come go on to become social workers so there's every year we've got several yeah and I see them as survivors of the care system That's how I view them. And I think one of the things that has shocked me the most with this, um, you know, the review of children's services, one of the recommendations of the the report was actually that children in care or the children from the care system would be deemed to to be to have protected characteristics under the Equality Act. Do you remember when we talked about the Equality Act? Yeah. You know, so you've got gender and yeah. disability and all those sorts of things. And one of the proposals of the of the of the consultation and the report was that young people that have been in the care system had a status as a you know, a protected characteristic that, you know, you couldn't discriminate against them because there's this sort of self-fulfilling prophecy. So, so what you know, there's a young people from care of overrepresented in homelessness statistics in prison. Yeah etc and oh, yeah. so there's this kind of expectation that if you've grown up in care that you know you're you're in some way um inferior inferior yeah
0: yeah
1: um, you know and 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 there's some expectations about your you know that you'll probably be a drug user or, or yeah. you know all of those sorts of things and I was really disappointed because the government rejected that proposal to make it a protective characteristic and you know I, I think there are pros and cons because young yeah. people growing up in care they don't want to stand out from the crowd however they do need to to be treated fairly and and it's like you know if you're taking a trauma-informed approach yeah this has been their life experience you know they've dealt with trauma rejection all their lives corporate parenting so when they're in the care of the local authority is inadequate you know some young people thrive there's some great foster carers but many young people have a really poor experience and uh, yeah and I think that's
0: key that is where you get if you're lucky and lucky enough to get a a foster home that will mm. keep you and to keep them long term and yeah. they trust them That's then true. that is yeah. huge but it's not happening enough is it
1: no, and I, I I remember a case that I had. I had a young woman with really really severe mental health problems. She was approaching her sixteenth birthday, and she was in the middle of her GCSEs. Well, the system at the time was, you know, the, the whole pathway planning would be that. Uh, uh, well, actually, it should have been before sixteen, but where there's more of a handover from the social general social worker into the leaving care team and also at that uh, a review of her her circumstances arranged and she was put in touch with an independent advocate as well. And the independent advocate kind of wound her up quite quite a bit. And she she suddenly had this terrible anxiety that she was going to have to move from her sort of quite stable foster placement into some sort of hostel accommodation to free up the placement. And so her mental health deteriorated. She, she t- tried to take her own life and she failed all her GCSEs. And she was very, very bright. And she was very stable in her placement yeah um, but because basically what it was is that the fostering team wanted the placement because they didn't have enough placements she was 16 deemed to be ready to move into some sort of supported lodgings and of course that's been addressed since then by the staying put arrangement so you yeah. know um but even even then i think foster carers are under pressure because the funding changes for that young person
0: yeah
1: um and they're still put under pressure because the foster placement is needed and they don't want it 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 to be sort of you know taken up with someone that is you know deemed as a care leaver yeah um so 16's just so young though isn't it you know and and I mean 16 yeah you don't know anything do you and especially not a trauma you know a young person that's been traumatized and actually I would say although she was you know very very intelligent emotionally she was very young you know and just let
0: them get their GCSEs and their education Yeah, because yeah. I think one of the things in the virtual schools was they have to have been more protect not protected but over their GCSEs mm. like to try and keep everything the same over that yeah. period but I mean how do you mm. it's great in writing but
1: yeah mm. the reality is, yeah. is very <laughs> yeah. Different. yeah 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 definitely. yeah so um yeah educational outcomes are varied yeah definitely uh, but but you know this is the trouble with statistics yeah you have to look at the story behind the statistics
0: yeah
1: statistics yeah yeah they're meaningless absolutely meaningless in terms of mind you we should be aspiring we should be aspiring for great things for our young people and yeah I mean part of this reform is to Renew the focus on early intervention with families because we've had fifteen years, or well, not, twelve years of a government that have decimated early intervention, yeah. closed all the short-sight centres, all yeah. of that sort of thing because of austerity. And now yeah. they're saying, "Oh, we think it's a good idea that we intervene early." In you oh, know, no uh, way. And, like, and, <laughs> and and it's cyclical, you yeah. know. And you know, the 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 victims are the children,
0: yeah. The families. Do you so. think this reform will
1: make a good? change or from i think address? i think well firstly i think it, like anything it, yeah. i mean it's great on paper there, yeah. there are many things i agree with some that i disagree with yeah but one of the things that was suggested and don't quote me on this but there was a suggestion that actually about 4.5 billion pounds needs to be invested in children's services over the next five years so what the government have made a commitment to is something like two hundred and fifty million. God, uh, you know, and and it's like we know what needs to be done. Yeah. We so do it without the funding.
0: Yeah, it and I think this it's it's going to cost them more in the long run because you've got more looked after children coming out with unemployed or in crime or yeah. Yeah. and it's children parenthood, all yeah. of that teenage. Sorry. And the thing
1: about what what makes me really cross, it doesn't have to be like this. It's not like this everywhere. No other countries, particularly in Europe, have a completely different focus. It's about family support, putting the support into families early on to prevent a crisis.
0: If there is a crisis,
1: things like children's homes in Scandinavian countries are seen as a really good place to grow up. Yeah, they have good outcomes. Yeah. Our children homes, children's homes, were dumping grounds for kids. not know what else to do with.
0: Yeah, and they're but not they even are, like Ofsted registered or anything. Half of them are they? Oh, and they
1: yeah. are talking about well, the reason they're talking about sort of reopening local for, um children's homes is because obviously there's been a lot of scandal around young people being placed at other you know the other end of the country getting groomed and yeah. involved in county lines and all that sort of thing um, but also it costs hundreds of thousands of pounds to place a child out yeah. of county yeah. you know so if they know these
0: private ones that exa- oh exactly that, the, you think what money they're yeah spending on that
1: but if they had uh, built their own or had their own proper children's homes properly staffed with psychologists available and all of yeah. the support it would cost a fraction of the amount of money and it yeah. would improve outcomes for, for, for young people yeah um, but at the moment unless there's some investment yeah it will never it will never change I, I don't think so yeah no, I'm, I'm cynical good. about the future <laughs> oh, well let's hope
0: it will change yeah. all I know
1: all, all I know is that sometimes all you can do is be the best social worker that you can be
0: yeah
1: remember how you know what a responsibility it is for you to be part of their lives and and, yeah. and that you want their memories of you to be positive memories yeah, yeah. you know and that's and those are the things that make a difference but you don't find out about that until you know well you, well you probably never find out i'm just lucky yeah that, that you've in had a that unique chance. situation but um
0: yeah yeah well thank you so much you're very welcome